Let's do this. What is virtualization? You're going to learn today. Innovate like a startup. Deliver like an enterprise. I hope you're coffeeed up and ready because it's going to be a great day. I know you're going to dig this. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Virtually Speaking Podcast with Pedro Aero and John Nicholson. Good afternoon and welcome to the Virtually Speaking Podcast. My name is Pete Fletcher and joining me as usual is my good friend, Mr. John Nicholson. John, how you doing, buddy? Good. I'm, I'm doing my end of year audit. Okay. Oh, yeah. It is that time, isn't it? Well, you know, I, I try to audit all of the subscriptions we have in our house and yeah. figure out, you know... Are we really using Netflix that much? <laughs> you know, okay, Disney Plus clearly is a favorite. I, I can't get rid of that one of the toddlers sure, sure. will throw a mutiny and throw me off the balcony. <laughs> what about Hulu? You got Hulu Plus? Yeah, Hulu Plus, see Plus, Hulu, Plus? we've just gone down to the ad tier, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I still have the ESPN Plus because I'm a sucker for watching competitive dodgeball or whatever gets put on there. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Yeah. Well, John, you know, listen, you know, we can talk about all these subscriptions. Uh, VMware has their own subscriptions. Absolutely. Uh, and heck, we announced the big one back in July. Uh, vSphere Plus was announced back in July. Uh, and just if, if you're on the uh, interwebs, you may have noticed that there was a blog that just came out talking about uh, vSphere Plus standard that just went GA. So uh, we brought on our one of the main experts in when it comes to vSphere Plus, Mr. Hamanchu Singh. Hamanchu, how you doing? Doing very well. Uh, great to be back on this podcast it was uh, not too long ago we were chatting about vsphere plus and i get to talk about you know a little bit more about that so great to be back with you guys yeah for sure yeah i i know we all have fun with the naming i know it's been interesting and you know there's been a lot of different uh names out there for uh, for even for vmware i mean we, we and we can go into a couple of those but it just reminds me when john was talking about like uh his uh plus subscription disney plus and uh have you guys ever seen that hulu commercial that talks about the I name have. I know Plus. exactly the one you're talking about. <laughs> Here's the problem, team. Nobody knows what Hulu Plus Live TV is. What if we change the name? Give me something. No bad ideas. Let's go. Super Hulu. Bad idea. Hulu Bold. No. Hulu Plus Live TV Plus. Yeah, everybody's kind of doing the plus thing after the name. What if we call it Hulu Plus Live TV Plus Plus Plus? You're saying three pluses? That's what you're saying? That's dumb, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> I can't imagine how some of these names come up. It it is pretty crazy. Yeah, I think I think that uh, that ad was the inspiration for our naming, and we just completely <laughs> follow. Uh, you know, this is the industry standard now. <laughs> I like it though. So uh, maybe you know, I, you know, if if you haven't seen it, we did have Himanshu on talking about uh, vSphere Plus, uh, but maybe just for the benefit of this conversation, maybe we can just start at a high level, sort of, uh, what is vSphere Plus? Uh, and, and why do we care about it? And then we can move on to uh, what was announced recently with vSphere standard, vSphere Plus standard. Yeah, so uh, vSphere Plus, we brought it out. I mean, we announced it end of June. We came out in July timeframe, and already we're seeing massive adoption uh, from the you know customers, a lot of excitement and everything. The core idea, of course, of vSphere Plus is you've got your existing vSphere-based environment, right? A distributed, multi-vCenter type of environment. You have to manage it in silos, etc. Also, if it's on-prem, you're kind of thinking about, hey, do I need to move this to the public cloud and that kind of stuff? And, and hey, these, these workloads, I really want to keep them on-prem for whatever reasons, right? Whether it is a latency thing or a performance thing or, you know, uh, cost-related or whatever it might be, um, or regulatory, for example. And uh, and you're kind of wondering, well, so these, these workloads are going to be like left behind 
And that's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to basically say, you know, you don't have to, um, you know, have the cloud connectivity or cloud uh, services be only restricted to workloads that are physically in the public cloud. We can have all that. You can have the central management of your entire vSphere estate, multi-vCenter distributed environment from one place, from this cloud console that vSphere Plus delivers to you. And then uh, you can have all these hybrid cloud services, SaaS services that you can actually consume through the cloud console. So it gives you that all the benefits of the cloud without having to do any kind of migration, without having to do any kind of disruption for your workloads, for your hosts, et cetera. All you do is you connect your vCenters to the cloud console and then you can uh, you know, manage it all centrally. Your admins have a variety of new services that they can actually consume to, uh, to manage the environment overall, whether it is from an inventory perspective, troubleshooting perspective, security, et cetera, et cetera. You can purchase additional uh, uh, add-on services on top. If you're looking for, for example, uh, you know, DR as a service, if you're looking for ransomware protection, if you're looking for uh, capacity optimization, capacity planning, stuff like that. So that's the whole idea of making sure that the workloads that are on-premises uh, are you know, on par with uh, everything that's kind of you're moving to the cloud. And so that helps you in terms of your overall multi-cloud strategy and be able to make sure that there's more parity across your workloads in terms of the things that really matter, right? So super high level, you know, that's what VSO Plus is all about. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you're not moving workloads. The, just the actual, just the actual control. The the cloud console is is what's in the cloud, uh, and that gives you the ability to do all of those administrative uh, things that you just mentioned. Okay, that makes sense. So that was announced in uh, back in July, uh, and that makes perfect sense. And I know for a fact that you know. The, the customers that are going on to vSphere Plus uh, just from internally, I know they're growing. So this is definitely something that's uh, been resonating uh, with, a, with a lot of the on-prem customers at VMware. So you just announced, you just wrote a blog that talks about vSphere standard. So what, vSphere Plus standard. Uh, so what exactly is vSphere Plus standard? Yeah, so the one of the key things that we learned like as we got feedback from customers uh, was that you know, customers have chosen or are choosing specific editions of vSphere depending on the type of workload that they're running, right? And that means that most of our customers have a mixed edition environment when it comes to vSphere. So they're using vSphere standard for certain things and they're using vSphere Enterprise Plus for basically all the kind of business critical workloads, et cetera, right? Um, and so when we have vSphere Plus, it's very easy transition. And I'll talk about something called the uh, sub program. Uh, the subscription upgrade program, we can go into that a little bit more, but it, it, we've made it very easy for customers to go from vSphere Enterprise Plus to vSphere Plus, right? Uh, and be able to manage all that together. However, then you've got the vSphere standard environment that's also there. And for those specific uh, licenses or editions, it's a bit of a jump to go from vSphere standard to vSphere Plus. Uh, a lot of the capabilities might be, you know, not really needed for those workloads because customers have figured out they don't really need Ent Plus uh, for it, so they don't really need vSphere Plus level capabilities. All the Tanzu stuff, for example, uh, you know, all the developer benefits and DevOps benefits, etc. So for those workloads, which are, we're introducing, you know, that are running on vSphere standard, we're now introducing vSphere Plus standard. So you know, hence the kind of the name parity there, and you can easily move from the vSphere standard to vSphere plus standard. The key thing there is you can get all the benefits that we just talked about, like the benefits of cloud services, the centralized management. So now you've got no addition left behind essentially, right? Mm -hmm. uh, all your entire vSphere based footprint 
can now be connected to that one cloud console and have like really full on central management. And, and so, you know, the, I'm glad we, you know, uh, acted very quickly based on customer feedback and we were able to bring this uh, new edition of Visa Plus standard uh, to market, uh, you know, as soon as we did. So from a feature difference, this is for the most part on parity with the cloud capabilities that were added um, with vSphere Plus and the otherwise on-prem features of the traditional vSphere standard SKU. Um, I did notice a couple small differences. I think the cloud consumption interface um, was was only a vSphere Plus. Um, are there any others uh, specifically you can call out or think of? Yeah, so if you think about uh, what's really included in uh, vSphere Plus standard, right? So you've got the core kind of vSphere standard and you've got vCenter standard as well, because as we brought these new plus SKUs out, the idea is that you don't have to buy vCenter separately like you had to before. It's just part of, this, part of the subscription. You can just have unlimited number of vCenters that you really need, right? So it basically takes that- Don't say unlimited. Pete's gonna go deploy like 400 <laughs> in our- You can go to town, go absolutely. deploy 400 do, vCenters because yeah, you get a vCenter and you get a vCenter. Exactly. <laughs> Look under your chair, there's a vCenter. One vCenter right per child initiative is starting today. <laughs> exactly. School. So yeah, that's the idea, right? Because the point is, you know, customers need a certain number of vCenters and the whole point is use that at whatever granularity makes sense to you, connect it into the cloud console and use that as your central, you know, uh, control plane, essentially. There will be certain things that you will still might want to go down into the vCenter to manage like you do today. So you still have access, right? When you connect to the cloud console, it doesn't mean that your VC access goes away or anything like that. You have that. This is the whole point of this is absolutely non-disruptive to what you're doing today. You add a layer on top and access on top. So essentially, uh, you know, there's no change to your hosts. There's no change to your workloads. All you're doing is connecting your VCs into this cloud console. And with that, there's no migration, no lift and shift, no refactoring to get the benefits of the cloud, right? Now, coming back to what you were saying, John, earlier about what's included in vSphere Plus standard, right? Um, so it starts with vSphere standard. It includes vCenter standard. It includes the connectivity into Cloud Console. It includes all the admin services that come with it. You can you know, buy add-on services that you want, et cetera, as well. What it does not have is uh, things like um, Tanzu Kubernetes Grid, Tanzu Mission Control Essentials, et cetera. It does not come with, and consequently, because of the dependency on TKG, does not come with Cloud Consumption Interface or CCI, which is some of the new things that we brought out uh, with the uh, uh, the latest release of uh, vSphere, uh, with vSphere 8. And so that's part of, that's only available as vSphere Plus uh, at this point in time. Um, let me see if there's a couple other things that come to mind. Um, in general, if you look at, uh, you know, the, the core benefit, it's about the connectivity. It's about the uh, additional capabilities that the admin can get. The essentially, um, because of the Tanzu stuff not being included, the DevOps persona doesn't get really directly addressed as part of vSphere Plus standard. But again, we know that you know the certain type of workloads that are using vSphere Plus or vSphere standard, at, you know, so far you're not going to typically you know need that. If you do, we can always have that conversation in terms of what exactly are you running there. Uh, but uh, you know, the idea is it meets the needs of the customers who are running those mixed edition environments, which is most of our customers at right. this point in time, yeah. right? Uh, especially on the enterprise side of things, larger customers, you didn't, didn't, generally you have a mixed edition environment. And so it addresses that need. And so the the simple thing that it does is 
it makes sure that it brings all the the entire footprint that you have under one single cloud console. Okay. And, and you mentioned something a minute ago uh, that I, I don't know if everybody is familiar with. You said SUP, S-U-P. So yes. what exactly is SUP? Well, SUP, you know. What's up? So, huh? yeah. uh, exactly. So SUP is a subscription upgrade program. So what we did was, again, in the, in the idea of easy to make this easy to adopt, make it frictionless, SUP is a program where you can basically take your existing licenses of vSphere Enterprise Plus, uh, and upgrade them into vSphere Plus, or now you can take the licenses of your vSphere standard and upgrade them into vSphere Plus standard subscription, essentially. So it uh, you're, you don't have to manage your you know license keys and all that stuff anymore. You move into a subscription environment, essentially. And the big benefit of that is with the uh, subscription upgrade program, you, you only have to pay for, because you're moving the core metric um, of uh, you know how we how we prices and how we consume this from per CPU to per core. It's basically now the industry standard in this case, right? So moving to from a perpetual license per CPU uh, model to a subscription based per core metric model in this case. And so let's say you've got a uh, you know uh, the, the server that you have running has a couple of uh, you know sockets on it, and the CPU is uh, you know maybe twenty four cores each, right? So for that twenty four core CPU, what we've done is as part of the sub program, you only have to pay for sixteen cores, and you don't have to pay for the additional eight cores that are on that particular CPU. Uh, and so you use this program to for an easy adoption kind of. Looking at uh, you know where people are in general, 16 seem to be kind of the average and uh, you know, seem to be the number where most folks are. So if you have a denser CPU in this case, you can very easily you know use this program and uh, you know get the benefit of some of that savings essentially because all you have to do is pay for the 16 cores and uh, the rest of the cores are basically included without any additional uh, fee. Of course, as you get to um, you know, you can buy one, three, five-year kind of you know uh, terms for the subscription, and uh, as you get to renewal at the end of your term, at that point, then it, it becomes a true up because then uh, you know you look at okay, what's your overall footprint, and you pay for the actual number of cores. But uh, in for the initial term, and uh, you know you can make use of this uh, program to make sure that you're only paying for sixteen, uh, no matter how many cores you have uh, in that CPU. Well, that's that's really impressive, and that kind of goes against. I, I'd seen some noise on the on the Twitter sphere where people were saying that every every software company who moves you to subscription is going to use it to triple your costs or something. But being able to kind of come in under a safe harbor, um, you know, and pay for just sixteen cores, even if you have, you know, like you say, twenty four there, uh, lock down, you know, a multi year, you know, a three or five year commitment there. Um, you could basically lock in your pricing for five years. And then honestly, at the end of five years, each when I'm replacing core for core, they're going to be so much more powerful that hopefully, you know, I should be either I'm running a hell of a lot more workloads to final pay more or I'm consolidating more aggressively and I can put that savings into putting it into other automation tools or other things on the VMware catalog. So um, honestly, it looks like that kind of disarms a lot of that, uh, again, kind of noise I've heard that, um, transitions to subscription have to be painful by definition. Yeah, we're trying to make it uh, you know as seamless as possible, as non-painful as possible, uh, as non-disruptive as possible for customers. Right, so that's kind of the idea behind it. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you know we're not perfect, of course. So you know there'll be some things where you know we, we can 
uh, find uh, reasons that uh, they may not be super optimal. But again, uh, I think the team um, across our product uh, marketing team, across engineering and, and product management team, from a feature perspective and making sure that the onboarding is easy, and from our you know packaging, pricing team, etc., they kind of made sure that they have this program in place. Just you know make it again simple and easy and uh, to adopt essentially, so that it's not a painful decision. It's one of those where why wouldn't you, right? You you it's going to be. You know, you're saving uh, compared to if you just look at if you're on, you know, running Enterprise Plus and you have a renewal coming up, uh, you should absolutely talk to your uh, you know sales rep, uh, VMware sales rep, and talk to them about just a, do a basic price comparison. And you'll what you'll find is that you know it's the the value um, that you have, uh, especially as part of the sub program. Uh, in the net new capabilities that are not included today in, in your enterprise plus, like all these things that we talked about with user plus, whether it is the admin services, DevOps services, Tanzu capabilities, cloud console, none of that is part of the enterprise plus today. You get all of that and uh, you have cost savings on top of it as well. So absolutely, you know, if you have a renewal coming up or if, if you, even if you don't have a renewal coming up, uh, you know, pretty soon, um, have that conversation with your, with your VMware sales rep because uh, you're going to be uh, very glad you did. Yeah, it seems like uh, not only VMware, but in general, a subscription service seems to be uh, a win-win. You know, I think it's a really good model, but I think customers are really benefiting from it, as John is from his Discovery Plus and uh, his uh, his Hulu Plus Plus Plus. But uh, yeah, I, I think it makes sense, and, and I think customers should definitely talk to their sales reps about it. But um, where else can people go to learn more? Because I know it's it's a much deeper conversation than that just understanding sort of like what features are involved in the various versions, uh, sort of like who 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 does this make sense for in terms of VMware customers, and so like what's a good way to actually start this um, uh, discovery process for folks. Yeah, to, I would say to uh, learn more about this, the easiest place to go is just go to vSphereplus.com, right? And again, instead of giving you a URL, that's like vmware.com slash something slash something else slash one more thing. Slash plus plus uh, plus slash, yeah. Exactly, right? So it's just vSphereplus.com, uh, vSphereplus.com. Go to that site, uh, and, you know, it'll uh, have the information on what's going on in terms of key benefits, what are the key use cases, uh, you know, why would it make sense for you or not, right? Uh, hopefully that's a, you know, uh, not most folks, uh, most folks will find value in that. Uh, and then uh, if you're really looking for, this is one of those things that one of the key assets we know customers are um, looking a, a lot at is the product line comparison document that we have on the website. It's It should be right up front or, you know, go to the resources section, it's in there as well. And that gives you, the clear comparison of at a you know high level and then also at a very granular level of what exactly the lay of the land looks like in terms of what's included uh, in capabilities etc across and now we have um, this the situation where you have the perpetual license queues of vSphere plus and uh, sorry of vSphere um, standard and vSphere enterprise plus right so the good old perpetual licenses that we've had for a long time We've also introduced the ones that we're just talking about, these cloud-connected subscriptions of vSphere Plus and now also vSphere Plus Standard, right? What we've also done in this case, because there are customers, uh, again, this is, whole thing is all about listening to customers. Uh, you know, uh, there are customers who are not able to connect to the cloud, for example. They've got, you know, environments that need to be air-gapped. Uh, they, they, you know, they're not allowing, they're not allowed to connect out uh, uh, complete at all. 
for those customers, there are SKUs that are still, you can still get the benefit of the subscription model, et cetera, um, and some of the additional capabilities uh, with Tanzu, et cetera, without being, uh, you know, without having that cloud connectivity though. So those are what we're calling as our term license SKUs or on-premises subscription, if that makes sense. Um, and those are, again, vSphere Enterprise Plus and vSphere Standard are available as part of that subscription without the cloud connectivity as well. If you're in that situation where, uh, you know, you're not, you know, your organization does not allow the connectivity uh, kind of into the cloud. But again, uh, you know, the big benefit, of course, is with vSphere Plus, vSphere Plus Standard and uh, being able to manage that entire environment from that cloud console. Yeah. I would imagine that there are some environments where there are certain workloads that can't be maybe connected to the internet, uh, and and that wouldn't and so you know and so therefore regular vSphere Plus would not work. But they probably have other workloads that can connect. So I would imagine there might be a you know some scenarios uh, where there's a bit of a hybrid in terms of uh, approach for for this. Yeah, you could still you know use kind of the 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 old school or, or, or existing model of just managing your vCenter-based environment like you do today. So you could still do that with these uh, term license queues, so the on-premises subscriptions, for example. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, for the ones that you're able to still kind of connect to the cloud uh, from a management perspective, you can use the, uh, the, the cloud-connected subscriptions, essentially. Keep in mind, um, everything stays on-premises. There's no migration to the cloud. So, you know, sometimes when you keep talking about cloud connected, you know, you're like, oh, so you might keep making me move? Nope. Uh, this is for your on-premises subscriptions, on-premises uh, workloads rather. Uh, and there's no migration, no lift and shift. Uh, it's just a matter of adding connectivity to the cloud console. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably one of the more common questions you have to answer <laughs> ad nauseum. People are just like, as many times as you say it, it's like, oh, but... This is going to be in the cloud then? No. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. console is in the cloud, not your workload. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that gets. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we do a great job of confusing people with our product names and edition names and uh, all the different versions. I mean, I rattled out like six of them just now. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, go to the website, look at that document. It's just going to make things much simpler and easier. And it's just right in front of you. And you can have that table which you know, compares everything, right? It's just. Uh, a lot simpler uh, to look at a, a document versus just listening to me talk and confusing you. <laughs> I, I've been looking at this document through this entire podcast, and it definitely has made this a lot less confusing for me. So otherwise, I'm like, that's why, that's why John's got like this, this the plus go on, on the left or the right of the word. Like, uh, you know, what? I'm going to look at this document instead. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah. So that's uh, vSphere, P-L-U-S dot. No, vSphere. What is it? VMware dot. Link below, that's for sure. I'm going to put it, I'll put it in the show notes of this podcast as well as on the screen here for those watching the video. Very cool, Himanshu. This is, uh, it seems like this is the direction uh, that VMware is going. I mean, uh, the subscription, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I think it's worth taking a look at. So thank you for giving us all this good information. Thanks also for your very informative blog. John, anything else before we land this plane? No, I, I think this is this is simple. I, I just want the vSphere Plus. I, I'm not going to run a mixed environment. I'm going to, I'm going to keep this simple and then I'll run some VDI VMs and stream Netflix or Hulu and very nice argue with my wife about which one we're keeping. Probably, <laughs> probably curiosity stream and Nebula. That's, that's really where I'm going to consolidate my, my streaming subscriptions. 
Perfect. All right. Well, that music tells me it's time to go. And so if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at podcast at VMware.com. You can subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice by searching Virtually Speaking Podcast. You can catch this in all episodes at vspeakingpodcast.com. A big thanks to Himanshu for breaking down all the pluses in the vSphere Plus world. We're back next week. But until then, bye for now. All right, well, that music tells... Hold on. All right, well, that music tells me it's time... (laughs) All right, well, that music tells me it's time to go. And so if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at podcast at vmware.com. You can subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice by searching Virtually Speaking Podcast. You can catch this in all episodes at vspeakingpodcast.com. A big thanks to Himanshu for breaking down vSphere Plus and vSphere Plus Standard. We're back next week, but until then, bye for now.